Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. Amen. When I was thinking about this, oh my God, I said, man, sometimes you just feel like dropping F-bombs, don't you? I said, sometimes you feel like dropping F-bombs. Some of y'all dropped some F-bombs yesterday, so don't even look at me like that. You're looking at all holy and righteous. Now, I can't believe that pastor is going to be dropping F-bombs in the house. Y'all better get real with me. Y'all know I don't play. Y'all was cussing last week. Amen. Amen. James teaches us to dare not to be careless about what we say. And I know a lot of times we can say things, and the first thing that might come out of a person's mouth is, you know what, I'll just uh, apologize. But a lot of times, once you've said something, that doesn't negate the power that it had when the person heard it. Amen. And so sometimes you got to think before we speak because words hurt. I know we've heard the adage, sticks and stones may break my bones and words will never hurt me. That's the biggest lie I've ever heard in my lifetime. Uh, if you're going to just clock me upside the head with a brick, at least I can heal from the brick. But if you just damage me with words, if you just cut me to my heart, those things go down and sometimes they can create a root. And the Bible said that a root of bitterness can spring up and trouble you. So you have to be careful about the people that you're around and the words that you're hearing. And you also have to be careful about the words that you're speaking to yourself. Amen. Because once you start speaking negativity to yourself, the enemy don't have to be around you. You're going to talk yourself out of anything that God wants you to do. And we do that, don't we, saints of God? God says, I need you to do this. The first thing you want to bring up is your dysfunction. God, I can't do it. I don't have enough money. God, I can't do it. I don't know the right people. God, I can't do it. I don't have the resources. God, I can't do it. I hadn't read the Bible enough. Who said you had to read the Bible for God to bless you? Amen. So, so a lot of times we talk ourselves out of stuff like Moses. God wanted to use Moses on a whole different level, but the first thing Moses wanted to bring up was his deficiency. Moses said, I can't care. I can't speak. Moses said, I can't speak. How can I speak for you when I can't speak? We all have a stutter. You know what the stutter is? The stutter is something you know about you, and God knows about you, but you don't want anybody else to know about you. That's your st- st- stutter. You don't want it to come out, because if it come out, people are going to see you for who you are, because that's, st- 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 that's your stutter. So you front in front of people, and you want to be this super Christian, but behind closed doors, you know you don't know the Bible. That's your st- 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 stutter. Oh, boy. But then the atmosphere just changed. Come on back. Come back. Come back. We all have a stutter. We all, all of us have a deficiency, but that, don't, that does not mean that you're not going to reach your destiny. Because in spite of your deficiencies, God can take you right on into your destiny. Amen, somebody. The, on average, now, some of us in the room, this does not apply to you. On average, A person opens his or her mouth 700 times a day. Like I said, that don't apply to some people in the room. Some people is 700 plus. For those that are a little more verbose. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So you know you have to really be careful because you open your mouth more often than others. But there are other people who don't talk a whole lot, 
right? And so all of us have to be careful about the things that we have to, to say and do with other people, around other people, in the situations and circumstances that we're in. But before I drop some F-bombs, I want to take some time to talk about why today is so special. Today is Resurrection Sunday, and it is a day for celebrating the propitiatory work of Jesus Christ and what he did by being the sacrifice for us and the substitute for us. This same Jesus is known as Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. This Jesus is also known as the Prince of Life. He's the Lamb of God. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the chief cornerstone and the captain of our salvation. He's the Rose of Sharon and the Lily of, Valley, Lily of the Valley and the Balm of Gilead. He's the good shepherd. He's the door. He's the resurrection and the life. He is the great I am. He is Christ, the son of the living God. As a matter of fact, the prophet Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, For unto us a child is given, and unto us a, I'm sorry, unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given, and the government shall rest on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The man of God said his name shall be called. So I like to call his name. When I'm going through trouble, I call his name. When my body is hurting, I call his name. When my head is hurting, I call his name. When things are just not working out right, I call. See, sometimes you can call your brother and you might get some help. You can call your mama and you might get some help. You can call your father and you might get some help. You can call cousin M and Buki and left eye and dead eye and your neighbor that lives behind you. And they might give you some help. But boy, when you really get in trouble, sometimes you got to break down, get all your knees and call on the name of Jesus. For the Bible said, whosoever call on the name of Jesus, shall they, shall, they shall be saved. And I tell you what, man, I call that name quite often because that's the name that can save us out of anything. And I don't use his name in vain. I want to make sure that when I do call his name, that that name is going to have power. See, if you keep using that name in vain, it won't have power when you really need the name. See, you can ask the seven sons of Sceva who didn't know the name. They said, we are Jew you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. And the Bible said that when they walked in there, that demon jumped on them, stripped them naked, and they ran out of the house naked and bleeding because they really didn't know Jesus. They were trying to call on someone they did not know. And I'm afraid today, saints of God, we got a lot of people that's trying to use the name, but they don't know him. Just because you go to church don't mean you know the name. Just because you can speak in tongues, that don't mean all that. That don't mean anything. And you try to hype yourself up above everybody else. No, man, you got to have an intimate relationship with him. And that, that happens over time. You can't have a relationship with a person if you're not going to spend time with them. So you got to spend time with the Lord. You got to do that privately, right? Right? So you got to do some private stuff. See, you need to be privately holy, you need to be secretly devout. See, you need to be that way before anybody starts looking at you. So if you're privately devout, you don't have to worry about it because you can't be powerful publicly unless you're grounded in privately. That's why you see people in the world, in the government, all that little stuff is coming out because what they did in the dark is going to come in the light. See, the light exposes darkness. I can't go around people that are living in the world and I not turn my light on. I'm not supposed to be complicit to what they're doing. You're supposed to show them the right way. 
Yeah, they might get mad at you, don't want you to go to lunch with them. So what? I told you before, go to lunch by yourself. Pull up a chair, let Jesus sit in it. Somebody walk up and say, you having lunch with somebody? Yes, yeah, Jesus is sitting there. Say, I don't see anybody. That's because you don't know him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can introduce you to him so you can see him like I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Jesus freak. This might be true. But if you get too close to me, you'll be a Jesus freak too. Somebody say amen. amen. See, see, come on, come on, talk about it. The Bible said that the righteous are bold as a lion. We got to be bold in what we're doing, saints of God. We can't be sitting around here all weak and pumped out because of these people who don't like what we're doing. Amen. Oh, no, no, no. It's time for us to stand up. The Bible said, wake up the mighty men of God. Declare war. We're going through a war right now, saints of God. You better believe it. That's why they're trying to kill all our babies right now. That is nothing but the same spirit of Molech that was in the Bible that's baby killing. You better know these people are demonic. This goes beyond politics. These people are demonic. It's infanticide. They're killing human beings, saints. Are you you seeing what's going on before I was very I never thought I would see people that would applaud because somebody signed something in there as a law to kill babies. Oh, yeah, I'm standing flat-footed on Resurrection Sunday. I'm saying that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why? Because I stand for life because the Bible said the spirit of the person is in the blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. How does God see it? God sees it as a life. And I I guarantee you this, if you're on the wrong side, you're going to go to hell with the rest of them. Oh, yeah, I'm a hell, fire, and brimstone preacher because I want to keep you from going to hell. This is why I have to talk about subjects that a lot of churches don't want to touch. Because you might be confused listening to the wrong voices. No, don't look at, don't look at the man behind the curtain. Look, look at this. No, 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 no. The truth is the only thing going to set you free, saints to God. And listen, since I didn't come in here to make friends, I came in here to tell you the truth. Because I'm not going to miss heaven trying to be your friend. Oh, no, no, I'm going to tell you the truth. Amen. Don't you want that? You whether somebody come in and stand flat-footed and just tell you the truth, right? Amen. Well, that's what I came in here to do, saints of God. So we got to make sure, make sure, make sure. I don't mean to scream, but I get, I get, it. I get, a, I get a little riled up, man, when I see stuff that's going on, and especially when I can see Christians that, that are so weak and lukewarm. It just, it, just, ooh, it just grinds me. I'm like, wait a minute, stand up for God. Somebody say it. Say, I'm going to stand up for God. Yeah, I'm standing, I'm standing up for God. Fire me, I'll get another job. He gave me this one, he'll find me another one. Oh, no, I'm standing up for God. I ain't, I'm not, uh, no, no, Jesus is his name. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say the name of Jesus. You don't like his name? Get away from me. Yeah, I got my Bible in my cube. I read my Bible. You don't like my Bible being open? Get away from my cube. Listen, if you can, if you can hang your rainbow flags, I can hang my Bible. See, see, there we go. See, there we go. You're just talking about stuff. <laughs> this same Jesus was the one who handpicked the apostles of the Lamb, and Peter was one of them. Now, each gospel gives the same list of 12 men, and Peter is always named first. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Peter, because I think that my life probably resembles Peter's more than any of the other guys, and there's a reason for that. So let me just give you some examples about who Mr. Peter was. Peter was eager. He was aggressive. He was bold and outspoken. He was brash, 
vacillating, unpredictable. He tended to make great promises that he couldn't follow through with, which means he was one of those people who appears to lounge in with both feet, but boy, when the rubber meet the road, that joker bailed on you. That brother was gone. He was outie. Amen? <laughs> Look at the person next to you and say, he ain't talking about me right now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. He ain't talking about me. He ain't talking about me. Come on. Come on. Peter was there the night that Jesus was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, but he took out his sword and he cut off Malchus's ear, who was the high priest's servant. Peter was in with both feet. Jesus, I got your back, boy. Me and you, man, I got you. I'm in there, bro. I'm in there. I'm in, I'm in there, Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm in there with you, Jesus. I don't care what happens, Jesus. I'll die for you, Jesus. I'm in there with you, boy. You my boy. You my home biscuit. I'm right there with you, Jesus. Come on now, man. I've seen you do miracles. I've seen you walk on water. I've seen you come into my mother-in-law's house and you heal her because she had a fever. I've seen you go into the room of a 12-year-old girl and you said, Talitha Akumai, I say unto you, damsel, arise. And the girl get up out of the bed. I've seen you walk up to the tomb of Lazarus and say, Lazarus, come forth. And his blood started running and his heart started beating. And that which was stinking rose up out of the dead. I've seen you do that, Jesus. I seen you. I seen you heal the blind man with spittle. I've seen you, Jesus, walk up, walk up to somebody that it was a funeral, and the woman was burying her son in the city of Nain, and he just happened to touch the coffin, and the boy rose up and spoke. I always wonder what did he say. <laughs> Y'all never wondered that. Yeah. All right, I digress. I was just wondering. And I was wondering what he say. He was dead. I just woke up and looked around. What y'all doing? And why am I in this box, man? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, let me go back. That was Jesus. Peter has seen all of this, right? He's seen, he seen Jesus do things that other people, matter of fact, Peter was in the inner circle. Amen? Peter has seen Jesus do some incredible things, but, somebody say but. Matthew chapter 26, verse 73 and 74, I'm going to read it to you for the sake of time. Peter, it said, after a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, surely you are one of them. Now, this is, when, this is when Jesus was arrested. Before Jesus was arrested, Peter said, I got you, boy. We're in there, Jesus. Let's fight. He took the sword out. Let's do this thing. Now Jesus has been arrested. Right? Bless you. Right? So now, now the tables have turned. Let's see where Peter was. I'm sure Peter was trying to fight for him. <laughs> okay, so I'm reading Matthew 26, 73 and 74. And he said, surely you are one of them. Your accent gave you away. Then Peter began to call down curses. And he began to swear and say, I don't know the man. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, saints of God, hold on, hold on. I cannot be reading that correct. That can't be correct because before then, Jesus, man, Peter pulled out his sword. That brother was like, come on, Jesus, let's fight. Come on. <laughs> he was cutting off ears. And you know what Jesus did? He picked up that little ear, put it back on the boys. <laughs> he said, put that sword up, boy. <laughs> now, listen. Let, let, okay, okay. Let me, let me just say this. Let me just say this. Now, I, I think that if I was messing with a guy, go with me. And that guy's guy cut off the ear of my guy. 
And that guy's guy picked up the ear, put it back on my guy. You, I would have thought something. I would have been like, whoa, maybe we shouldn't mess with this guy. You, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying. It don't take much for me. I'm just like, whoa. So, wait, oh, you, oh, okay. So it's like that. <laughs> he just picked his little old ear up, boom, bow. Put the sword up, Peter. I, I would have said, boy, we need to leave this brother alone. Amen. I would have been like, no, bro, whatever you got to do, I got your back right now. Because if you can do that, you have to be God. No, that didn't happen. So Peter, the one that was in with both feet, just said, he cursed. <laughs> I don't know what he said. <laughs> Let's just say he dropped an F-bomb. <laughs> and said, I don't know this man. Whoa, you, you just said you would die for him. And now he said, see, saints, it ain't nothing like a situation that you can get put into where you don't know what you might do. Okay, let's just say you've been a Christian for a while, right? You've been a Christian for, you with me here? Y'all still, y'all still with me? Okay, I know you're probably on the last thing I was talking about, right? On the ear, because stay with me. Okay, so, so he comes because he wanted him to hear. So he, he, because stay with me. So he said, I don't even know who I was. What was I? See, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes situations can happen. Sometimes uh, you can be put in a certain circumstance. Uh, sometimes you can have a certain person to come into your surroundings and get into your space. And I don't care how long you've been a Christian. Sometimes you have to be guarded because before you know it, you done slip one out. And it's bad when non-Christians say, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> Wait a minute, you telling me I, you've been cussing all week? No, see, see, then you know you're all out of it. Right? Why? Because they notice something about you. They do. They notice something about you. They notice that you never did that before. That is out of character. Hey, man, so we're going to play in a second. We're going to play in a second. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me give you something else. So let me drop a couple of F-bombs on you, can I? Are you ready? Okay, so, so let me drop this one on you first. <laughs> y'all sure y'all ready? <laughs> y'all, poor, poor Kim. Poor Kim is on the edge of her seat. She, man, boy, if somebody bump her, she'll just fall off, right? She'll just say, come on, Pastor, praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, come on. Okay, so that's the first F-bomb, faith. So, so somebody say this with me. I'm going to drop the F-bomb of faith. See, that's right, that's right. It's faith. I'm going to drop this F-bomb on you. Let me tell you a little bit about faith. When you look at the state of our culture and the rampant, unrighteous living that we see people doing, it would give one pause and cause to want to be in a little fear right now because you don't necessarily see what God is doing. But don't worry about the saints of God. None of this takes God off, off, off guard. He knows exactly what he's doing. All he wants us to do is to stay obedient. Regardless of what you see in the culture, the culture always will be jacked up. 
it was always supposed to be jacked up. That's why you can't have culture come in the church to tell us what we should be doing. Amen. No, no, no. We have a culture. The culture is the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom has a culture. That culture belongs to God because God creates the ethos, which is the culture. So here's the culture. If God is in it, that's where we need to be. On earth as it is. So if God is in it, that's where we need to be. If God don't put up with it. So the question should not be, let me think about it. The question should be, well, what does God say about it? It kind of gets you off the hook. Right? Because it doesn't matter what I believe, but let me tell you what this says. Right? After that, it's up to them. Then they got to make their own choices about it. Amen, somebody? Amen. So faith is the F-bomb, man, that's, that's critical. And um, Christ, a Christian walk, man, let me tell you something. Whew. This ain't no easy walk. Let me just say that. There are going to be some ups and some downs. Man, you're not going to be on the mountain all the time. You're going to have some times when you're ready to give up. I, trust me when I say this. You're going to be put into some situations where you're going to say, man, what is the use? Why am I doing all this? Am I talking to the right church or not? Yeah. All right, okay, okay. I'm, I'm just saying, because y'all looking at me like, I've never been that way, Pastor. Oh, no, no, no. I tell you, I've been there. Right? Things can hit you. Life can hit you. Man, things just don't work out right. Your money start acting funny. Hey, Amen. The bill collectors don't stop. Just because you got sick, they still want those medical bills. Anybody that's been sick, y'all know what I'm talking about. Cancer is, one of, cancer is a money making machine. They don't want you healed. That's why they fill you with all of this stuff. It's a money making machine. That, that, man, I'm telling you, and cancer is one of those pernicious enemies, man. I've had to fight that rascal. Amen. And so, man, I'm just saying there are times when you have to just gird up the loins and say, you know what? In spite of what's going on in my life, God, I am not giving up. Everything in my body is saying stop. But my spirit says let's keep going. Jesus said the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. I'm telling you, saints of God, sometimes you're just going to have to get along with the Lord. Sometimes on your job, you might just have to take a walk. You might just have to go to the bathroom by yourself and just say, Lord, if you don't come up in here right now, I'm about to lose my mind up in here. Amen. Amen. Am I by myself right now? Yeah. Sometimes, man, you, you just have to get in a place and say, Lord, I need you, God. Please put a guard on my lips right now, God. See, we go back to David. And the best time you need is when people persecute you. Because when people persecute you, that's when you're ready to raise up. You know what I've learned? When people talk about me, the Lord I go. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due season. So when people persecute, I keep going low. That's what, all you got to do is keep going low. And guess what? Who, guess who's going to fight your battles? Oh, come on now. All right, let's, let's talk a little bit more about this faith. Because a lot of times people don't know what faith is. So, so the scripture says, oh, this is over here in Hebrews 11 and 1. Say it with me. Say it with me. 
You got to know that. The Bible says, now faith is. If it's not now, it's not faith. Now faith is. Not tomorrow. Not yesterday. Right, right now where we are, present tense. Now faith is substance and it's evidence. My faith is not blind faith. My faith is substance and it's evidence. You know what that is? Let me, tell, let, me, let me teach you in the Greek. Faith is substance. In the Greek, that's foundation. Firm persuasion. Trust. Confidence. The ground of expectation. That's substance. My faith is my foundation. My faith is my firm persuasion and trust. It is the ground from which I come from is in my faith. But it's not only substance, it's also evidence. It's my proof. So my faith is this. Guys, you might not see it right now. But for me, it's when? Right now. If it's not now, it's not faith. You got to believe right now you're healed. Right now, God is going to send me the money. Right now, God is going to open the door for me. Right now, my family is going to be blessed. Right now. Because if it's not now, it's not faith. Right now. Now, listen, it may not happen right now, but my faith is right now. Because I tune my faith into what I see in the spirit. Amen. You might not see it manifested out here, but I see it manifesting here. And what I have to do is say what I see in here until I see what I've said. Hello, somebody. Come on, come on. Say what you see in here until you see what you said. That's faith. Y'all ready? Come on, say it with me. Say what you see in here until you see what you said. Somebody said right now. That happens right now. Because in your spirit, man, your spirit, man, is right now. It's in the now. Your spirit, man, says everything that's in the word of God is yours right now. It doesn't matter if you've been saved for 20 years or 20 minutes. You have access to everything when? Right now. I don't care if you're a deacon or elder or apostle. you got all the access as anybody else that don't have a title when? Right now. Your inheritance is in Jesus. It's not based on a title when? You better drop some F-bombs. Drop some F-bombs on your situation. And you tell the devil, no, now my faith is. Now I'm going to be healed. Now my family is going to be blessed. Right now, right now, not tomorrow, right now. Amen. And watch that joker start to. Right now. Somebody said right now. Right now. See, th this is it. See, th this is why we got to understand that faith is right now. Faith substantiates or gives substance to our hope, and it demonstrates the things seen in here. Faith is proving you trust God even when you don't understand. Woo! Now, that's a, let me pause right there for a second before I drop this next F-bomb on you. So faith means, okay, my body hurting worse today than it was yesterday. I started praying yesterday, but my body's hurting more today than it was yesterday. But faith is you believe and trust God even when you don't understand. And everybody else around you don't understand. Why you trust this God? Because I got a firm foundation and, and, and I, have, I have an expectation that God is going to do what his word says. And, and, since, and since God cannot lie, I just choose to believe what God says over what man says. That's right. Amen. Let me take my glasses off. Y'all understand what I'm saying here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
See, God is not a man that he should lie, the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, will he not make it good? Right? So if he promised you something, it's going to come. The thing about it is this, saints of God, God is not subject to time. So when we say, oh, God is always on time, he isn't. He's not subject to time because he is time. God comes in his, in when he wants to, and for us, it's on time. Amen. Because he's everywhere at one time. So how can he be subject to time? He knew you when you was born, and he knows when you're going to take your last breath. But he knew it all at the same time. Are you guys hearing this with me here? Okay, so we gotta talk, we're talking about God. We're not talking about mom and them, book and them. We're talking about God, the, the, the creator of the universe. He knows all of this. Right? And so I can trust him because of his promises. And if he made these promises to others in the Bible and it came through, come on, just read chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews. Right? Just to get, just to get a little more. And then there's also a cloud of witnesses that's trying to cheer us on and say, you can do it because we did it. Yeah. Amen? So th- my job is to be your cheerleader. Uh-huh. I'm your best cheerleader because I know you can do it. Amen. Why? Because my faith is when? Right now. Right now. See, right now I know you can do it. Right now I know you're going to be successful. Right now I know your business is blessed. Right now I know your family is blessed. Right now I know your body is healed. Because my faith is right now, not tomorrow, it's right now. Right now. Lift your hands and say, God is right now. He is a right now God. He's not a timely God. He's a right now God. Are y'all hearing this with me, saints? So sometimes in your situation, drop some F-bombs on them. The F-bomb of faith. Because my faith says it's right now. Are you here with me? Come on and give him a praise. Y'all ready for the second F-bomb? I don't know if you're ready for the second one. Oh, boy. Let me. Forgiveness. Oh, that's a big one right there. Forget. Boy, that's a big F-bomb right there. Right there. See, forgiveness is a very powerful weapon that, that you can drop on the enemy, and it has the potential of releasing a person from the harassment of their past. Oh, somebody said forgiveness. See, that's a big old F-bomb, but let me tell you something. It's three words that are very important to us, but I don't know why <laughs> these three words are so hard to say. <laughs> I ain't lying, y'all, especially if you're married. <laughs> these three little words, man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, we're just broken. we broke. I'm telling you, we just broke on this side because these three words are yeah. These three words can really, these three words can really put the put everything back back right. But boy, why don't we just say it? Y'all know what y'all y'all already know what I'm saying, right? Because you we just it just don't work right sometimes. Uh, I forgive. I forgive you. couples. I don't even know. It's hard for me. And it's like, man, this is hard to say. I don't know what it is. I think somehow the enemy's back there got the back of your tongue and pull it under something like, no, you can't say that right now because if you say that, things are going to get back in order. Oh, yeah, she had to write stuff to me. Yeah, she knows how to deal with me. She writes a letter and then I have to read it. Yeah, because I don't know about... I'm like a lot of men. My brain only handles so much information. 
How, how many men in here like that? Your, your brain handles? I, I, I can only process so much. And if I get too much information, my eyes just start rolling back. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's just too much. That's just too much. That, that's, that's, that's just too, too many words. <laughs> that's just too many words. And so she'll write. <laughs> oh, man, I told y'all I'm dysfunctional. And so, so she would have to write me a letter or an email so I could catch it because there's no distractions. I can read it when nobody else is around, and I can ascertain what she's trying to say. Because when she's saying it, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to say after that. And I just missed what she was trying to say. Am I, am I by myself here? I said, we all miss it, guys. None of us have arrived. If you have arrived, please, please take this pulpit away from me. <laughs> if you're already there, man, you need to help me. Amen? So let me tell you what forgiveness is not. To forgive does not mean that you condone wrongdoing, right. right? See, before we can understand what it is, got to know what it isn't. Right. To forgive does not, is not about you deciding that what someone did is okay. Because some, some of us in this room have been violated by people, right, in, in, in the most horrific ways. But just because you forgive that person, you're not saying, I'm forgiving you because I condone what you did. Right. Amen, somebody? Because forgiveness is not about them. Forgiveness is about you. To forgive does not mean you have to forget. I don't, know, I don't know where that came from, but when you have it here in this computer, it's not going anywhere. This is, this is why pornography has, has completely destroyed a lot of churches and Christians. Because when you look at those images, those images never go away. You can be in the middle of worship and one of those images pop up. The devil says, see, look at that, look at that, look at that. You're trying to worship, but I want you to look at this. Didn't you look at that last night? See, that's why you got to be careful on social media with these women that, that are too hot. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They're so hot they don't wear clothes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have to be careful, right? You got to be careful. You got to be careful with that, right? I'm not, I'm just, listen, I'm not just saying to be too holy, but I am saying you have to be very careful because these eyes, man, once they take a picture of it, it's in your brain. And it, it does not go away. I don't care how long you've been saved, those images still going to be there. Listen, I, I got images in my mind back when I was a teenager, stuff that I did. And, I'm, and I, can be, I can be worshiping, and all of a sudden, boom, it pops up. Like, where is this coming from? The devil is a lie. Right? And then it comes back up again. <laughs> I've been rebuking the devil, and it still pops up. So y'all know what I'm talking about? Am I, I'm not by myself there, right? <laughs> y'all thought I was worshiping. I was fighting. <laughs> you, better, you better move, devil. What it is. It is eliminating the negativity that results from the hurt by letting go of emotional baggage. This is what forgiveness is, guys. It allows a release. So you have to drop that F-bomb because if you don't, the devil will have you tied up in your spirit. Right. That's why stuff. If you you was in a past bad relationship, you better get that ring back. You better give all those gifts back. You better give everything back that that person had you tied up in your spirit. And you're trying to figure out, well, I can't get free. You better give all that stuff back because he's tying you up with all of that. Am I talking to the right church? And why are you holding on to it in the first place? Burn it up. Do something with it. You don't have it in your house. It is allowing you to move on without seeking revenge. That's the biggest one right there because the first thing you want to do is slap the fire out of somebody. <laughs> 
That was another <laughs> F-bomb right there. I almost, look, I, almost, I was close too. I ain't lying, I ain't lying like I was close to drop the real F-bomb. <laughs> we better move on before, boy. I rip one and lose for real. <laughs> Praise. <laughs> Praise God. I know we're streaming this on Facebook, and I know this, boy, that's a crazy church right there. We are crazy. We're crazy about the Lord. <laughs> it is a pathway for building healthier relationships and a more fulfilling life. Why? Because if you can't forgive other people, you're still tied up in that emotional baggage, and you can't give what you don't possess. Amen? Is that good? Somebody say, I'm going to drop some F-bombs of forgiveness. Amen, amen, amen. Y'all ready for the next one? I only have three. Y'all ready for this next one? Are you sure? Oh, no. Oh, no. Somebody shout freedom. See, the Bible says it is for freedom that he set us free. See, a lot of times... We can't get our faith in the right place to receive forgiveness. Therefore, we can't walk in freedom. See, we got to drop all those F-bombs so that we can get free today. Amen, somebody. See, somebody say, I am free. But we're not free to sin. We're free to be just like him. Amen, somebody. Because God, he frees us from something to something. The book of Colossians says he took us from the kingdom of darkness, and translated as where? To. to the kingdom of his dear son. So he takes us from something. Oh, man, y'all are so good. I ain't lying. I, just, I didn't have to work too hard for that one. So look at this one. You're freed from something. You're freed from the wrath of God. You're freed from the power of sin. You're freed from the curse of the law. You're freed from the fear of death. Hell and the grave. That's what this day is all about, the resurrection right now, because Jesus is the perfect sacrifice on the cross. He died for the sins of the whole world so that we didn't have to die and go to hell. We're free. Somebody said I'm free. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. And then you're free to something. You're free to live with authority and power. This is what we need to operate in every day. You're free to operate in this, saints of God. No, you don't need a title for it. No, you don't need Bible class for it. You don't have to have a theological degree for this. God said, I gave it to you when you got saved, and I fill you with my spirit. Hello, somebody. Now, now that stuff does, does help. But the moment you got saved and got filled with the Holy Ghost, you got authority and power. He said, behold, I give you power. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Yeah. Amen. Somebody shout power. power. See, that's, you're, you're amped up right now. Free to love others as Jesus has loved you. Ooh, that's a good one right there. Amen. And yeah, I can't love them because they just too wretched. Well, you used to be that way. Yeah, come on. Come on now. We, we got the propensity of pointing fingers at folks and looking at how, how deprived and how messed up they are. And sometimes we tend to forget how messed up we are. Still messed up. And you're in the church. Okay, all right. I dropped that one, didn't I? I'm sorry. <laughs> let, me, let me get back to this. Free to access God's presence when? Somebody say right now. <laughs> you can get in his presence when? Right now, saints. You could be washing dishes and you could be in his presence. Right now. Driving to work. Driving to work. You're in his presence. Boom. He's right there with you in the car. 
Why? Because now you just got a reaction and God just stepped in the car and you were just, oh God, I'm just so thankful. I ain't lying. That's when you know. When, see, you could be praising God. Let me tell you, God will change the atmosphere on you. You could be praising God and it's like, man, I'm just so grateful. I'm so thankful. You're just going through your little list. And then all of a sudden, boom, the car gets transformed. And then all of a sudden, Lord, I'm just, I'm just so grateful, Lord. I'm just, you just, I don't know what happens. I don't know what, I, don't, I, don't, I think I'm dysfunctional. It's like, I, I don't know. It's like, man, I was, just, I was just having this great moment. And then all of a sudden, it's like his presence comes in, and I'm weeping. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go to work. <laughs> I'm in the parking lot. I'm in the garage. I'm taking uptown. People passing by looking. I wonder what's wrong with him. I'm in the garage. <laughs> oh, God, I love you. Y'all just need to pray for me, ain't lying. I'm just free to praise and worship God. What? Man, you can lift your hands. You don't have to worry about who's sitting next to you. Your wife, your cousin, them, other church folk. You don't even care. Why? Because I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. I don't care who's looking. I'm going to praise my God because you weren't there the night I wanted to take my life away. And God showed up and said, you are worthy. No, there's no shame in that, guys. You're going to praise and worship him, and there's no shame in it. You're going to drop a couple of those F-bombs? I told you I had three, right? But then, but then, but then. (laughs) This one I had to shout on. And they heard me in the house. They thought something was wrong because I was in my office. And, and so, okay, so how many of you have ever just, you, you was reading the word or you just praying a little bit, and then out of the blue, he just dropped something on you, right? It's just like, you know it was God, right? Because you weren't even thinking about it, right? Then all of a sudden, it, it, he pounced you. And I said, oh, God, man, yes. And they were like, Daddy, you okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. God just dropped something on me here. Man, it's good, too. It's good, it's good. So I had three, but the Lord gave me one more. But we got to read it. Y'all want to read it with me? Somebody said, we're going to drop the last F-bomb. Okay, I want you to read this with me. Go to John chapter 19. I want everybody everybody to see this. And we're going to close with this because I'm going to make a plea for those of you that don't know the Lord. Because you can receive all of these F-bombs right here, right now. John chapter 19. John chapter 19. I'm not going to tell you where yet because y'all like to go ahead of me. (laughs) Y'all love the word. I love it. I love it that you love the word of God. John chapter 19. Are you there, chapter 19? Okay, now I need you to go to verse 28. Y'all there? Don't read ahead of me. Don't read ahead of me. (laughs) After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished. Somebody say right now. now. Were now accomplished that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now, a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled, they filled it 
and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on uh, hyssop, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is Jesus said, I'm going to drop the last F-bomb on the world. Why? Because it is finished. He said, I did all the work. He said, I'm done. It's finished. You don't have to work for it. All you got to do is come to me. It is finished. Somebody said, it's finished. It is finished, saints of God. So this is, let me summarize. Your faith to receive forgiveness, I mean, use your faith to receive forgiveness so you will be free to accept the finished substitutionary atonement work of Jesus' sacrificial death, burial, and resurrection. Isn't that good? He told me to drop some F-bombs on you. And I thought I'd just come in and do what he told me to do. Because with these F-bombs, man, they'll set you free. Right? And even when you want to drop one, you go, I'm finished. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and drop it, right? I'm faith. Somebody pulled in front of you, forgiveness. <laughs> and the people looking in the mirror, they are cussing me out. Faith, 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 faith. <laughs> <laughs> I give you forgiveness today and forgiveness forever for it is finished <laughs> right now <laughs> and they looking at that mirror like boy they get ready to kill me <laughs> amen somebody come on and give him a praise Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encouraged you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina 28079 or on the web c3churchnc.org or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org